0: We have serious, serious talent uh, in this Women's Rugby World Cup squad. Our Black Ferns squad, the depth is quite unbelievable and it's going to be great to get Wes Clark up uh, and speak about it. Well, he joins us now live, our Black Ferns assistant coach, and we're so lucky to have him on the programme. So, Wes, welcome in uh, and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what did you think of Friday's trial
1: match? Good evening, Kirsty. Thank you for having me Um Oh, look, I think, firstly, it was an exciting game. Yeah. Hopefully, um, the viewers at home enjoyed it. I thought it was a step up from probably um, most other things we've seen this year or, or even last year, so I thought the intensity was really good. It's a little bit unfortunate that, um, you know, the one four take probably dominated the other four take a little bit, and through that, maybe a bit of a score blowout as one team got good quality ball and the other team probably didn't, so... It's only disappointing thing but other than that it was it was really excellent.
0: What did you want to get out of the trial match as a coaching group what were you after what did you ask of these players? Well it
1: was, it was firstly it was a genuine trial so um, we wanted people to stick their hand up we Smithy and I both presented to the group um, when they came into the camp um, before they went to their coaches um, you know, It's important for us that you know they were clear on defense and attack what, what some of the things that we were looking for um, the detailed stuff and it was really, what was really good to see was some players put their hand up, even in a losing team, ticking um, off the things that we asked for and showing plenty of heart and, and plenty of fight. And it was really cool even at the end of the game to see that you know, the red team, was, uh, Tonga team, was still really, cool, um, yeah. really keen to try and score a try late in the game. And, and the other team kept, defending; that they, they wouldn't let them score. So some of their competitiveness was part of it as well.
0: Who stood out for you? Were there any surprises, uh, maybe some of the players that weren't part of the recent Pacific Four series?
1: Um, I don't know if there was any surprises. We, we know the players pretty well now. Um, I thought Luca Connor was great in the, in the pack going backwards. Um, but of course, she's already been with us. And, and I think everyone probably thought Vic Nafitalia went pretty well on how she controlled the game early on. Uh, she was able to relieve pressure and, and you know, keep, um, keep the team going forward out of their half. Um, I think Amy's perceived from playing really the rugby all season. And her and Chelsea had a really good combination. They even swapped over 12 and 13 halfway through the game. Not a beat was skipped, so that was pretty impressive to see. I thought Hazel, Hazel Chubby was great. Both half were great.
0: Yeah, there's so much depth in New Zealand rugby, right? Just with the names that you've mentioned there. Um, one of those, Victoria Sabritsky-Navitali. Uh, she hasn't played for the Black Ferns for a few years now since the last Rugby World Cup. Where, where has she been? And is she back in the mix now? She's such an exciting player to watch, isn't she? <laughs> yeah,
1: look, Vic's, um, had some challenges around family, um, some even some family health stuff, which I probably uh, wouldn't mention here. She was actually picked for one of the O teams, but um, due to you know the pressure on the on the family, she wasn't actually able to compete. Um, so she was gonna play rugby this whole year. She played well for Northland last year. We you know, even though they're not the you know the highest performing team, her personal statistics through last season was still pretty good. Yeah. So we've been keeping an eye on her, I've been keeping you know in contact with her and all that and What's really good to see is that you know um, she's got herself in great nick. Yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, there's been some family issues in that that's, that's hampered her preparation, but uh, she's in good nick and um, she's really keen to play, so she, she put her hand up, didn't she?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was so awesome to see you back out there. Uh, what about some of the uh, experienced, heads? I won't call them the old heads, but uh, the wise ones, some of the returning players, um, Charmaine McMinimum, Aloise Blackwell, Les Alder. these types. What did you think of their performances over the weekend?
1: Oh, they were excellent. All, all three of those were excellent. I think, you know, in particular, Charmaine McMenamin mm-hmm. um, had to deal with a lot of scrums going backwards, which is never easy when you're a number eight. But she tidied, I think, all of them except one. She it up really well and, and even gave the team go forward at times and in, in that position. So it's really good to see her. Um, she's obviously had an operation on her back. She's had some trouble with you know, deep breathing and, and being able to, to do um, high-intensity stuff for long periods of time. So she's worked really hard on even her breathing. So... Seeing, seeing her play like that was really pleasing. Eloise, I think, took every opportunity she could. Um, playing, obviously, a dominant forward pack um, and staying I mean, It's a tough game when you're number seven, uh, going backwards in a team yeah. like that. So, showed plenty of fight and um, yeah, played well.
0: You've got such a tough job, Wes, uh, not just you, but the entire coaching and selection group. What, what's going to be the hardest positions to pick when you have to narrow down a squad for the Laurie O'Reilly?
1: That's a great question. I haven't actually thought about that. Um, the hardest positions, I think, they're all pretty tough at the moment. I th- you know, front row is always going to be interesting for us because yeah. we've got to take nine to the World Cup, so there's plenty of opportunity for people to still put their hand up. And we may even, you know, experiment a little bit more. You know, bring people and give them a go, see how they perform potentially over this next L'Oreal O'Reilly series, and and even in other positions, we might even give people a chance to really put a hand up if they haven't had much of a chance yet this year. So. Suppose the real pressure will be at World Cup time rather than Laurie O'Reilly time, as we're still probably, you know, particularly Smithy and and Teed are still, you know, learning, you know, to, to get to know the players really well, really, really deeply. So um, I don't know that there's real pressure yet, but um, it's coming.
0: <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, your journey as well. Um, before we get into the coaching side of things, you've obviously got a bit of an accent, so we would have picked that up by now. So um, your journey from South Africa to New Zealand with rugby, how did that How did that all happen?
1: Oh, jeez. Um, I'll, I'll try and keep it short. It's been 20, 22 years now, yeah. um, but essentially I came over to play a bit of rugby for the Papakura Rugby Club back in 97. I uh, played a couple of seasons there and I met a, a young lady who, I, uh, who followed me back to South Africa and then... I followed her back here, so I ended up staying and played you know, a bit of rugby until about 2002. But by that stage, I had a couple of concussions, so I wasn't you know, the most physical player anymore, and I was really keen on getting into coaching, so I was pretty young still. Yeah. Um, and I got into coaching through Daryl Sewers so I was coaching the Black Ferns of Marist, Auckland Marist. So um, my first gig was coaching the Auckland Marist women's team, who had 12 black friends at that stage. And throughout, I've always coached every year for the last 20, 20-odd years, I've coached women's rugby. Um, but but through that, I've also uh, moved to my two, uh, became an RDO, I was a manager for the Turbos, I did some work for NZR and coach development, and then I ended up coaching the Turbos with Dave Rini in 2011, um, which was a pretty crucial juncture for me, I suppose, I learned heaps from Rins. Um That didn't quite work out, and at the end of 2013, I think, um, I split from the Turbos and got probably pretty hard back into the women's game again, and... In 2015, I was uh, selected the first time as an assistant coach of the Black Ferns, so this is the well, it's year eight for me and the Black Ferns.
0: Very, very cool. That's well, a very
1: brief summary, by the way. <laughs> it's
0: great <laughs> to hear your journey and your story. Um, that's what we're all about on this program. We do want to go a little bit deeper, so I'm just going to ask cool. you a bit more, but um, what did you learn from Daryl Soosor? Yeah. Because he's been a legend in the women's game, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, look, Daryl was fantastic for me. He's probably the best coach educator I ever saw, you know, yeah. in terms of presenting in front of a group and getting people to buy into a vision. He's, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, he taught me plenty about the game as well. He's very creative in how he thought about things, particularly in how he saw players. So oh, he, was, he was massive. He's pretty much made my career. So I'm, I'm deeply thankful for um, bumping into Daryl Suessua at Auckland
0: and, and talk about Marist, um, who were the girls that were playing at that stage, and and what was it like? Because uh, I've had conversations with some of our legendary players, Anna Richards of the world and whatnot, and um, they made sure that they were always vocal. <laughs> well,
1: Anna Fair was words, a college rifle, so it was a fierce, <laughs> fierce rivalry there yeah. back in the day. To be honest with you, with my career, the first year I coached Marist was in 2002, and we had 12 Black Blackfins who had just won the World Cup. Yeah. And I was a horrible coach. I was a young, young coach, and we ended up losing the final to college rifles. And with 12 Black Blackfins who had just won the World Cup. So I didn't know what I was doing. In fact, I was never going to coach again. Um, and Daryl Seuss, actually rang me, I was in a construction site in Auckland in a building, and he rang me up and said, mate, you've got to come back. You've got to keep coaching the girls like you. You're good at it. Don't don't Step back because you've had one setback, sort of thing, and it took me about two and a half hours to convince me. But um, like I said, crucial crucial point for me in my career. Um, players in that team, geez, the list is so long: Monique Vanar, Suzy Shortland, Tammy Wilson, um, Diane um, Victoria Hayway. Um, I can't remember some of the names now. Ended up Juliana Manuel came in the following year, I think. A whole uh, a whole list of legends, really. Wow. The Alpha Masili. Wow. Back in the day.
0: Very, very cool. That's a great story. Um, So that was massive. You were going to walk away from rugby. And and tell us, Wes, why the women's game? Since you dabbled in both coaching the men's uh, and a bit of women's as well, what did you like about um, coaching women?
1: Geez, I could talk about that all night. (laughs) Um, Well, the the first thing is, you know, when I first started, they were the underdogs. You know, women's rugby was nowhere Mm -hmm. near as popular as it is now. Um, They were sort of on the fringe of society, some of them. Um, so I, I love that side of it because the reality was that they loved the game just as much as the boys did, and they yeah. still do. In some cases, more because it's not a job for all of them yet. So their the sheer passion for the game was the same passion I felt. So I love that side of it. Uh, the second thing I've always done is that you know, back then, especially, but also now, just the appreciation they always show to their coaches. Like they're very thankful for anything you give and, and any help and any learning. So that's that's satisfying when you're a young coach. Um, and I think as a young coach or even a coach now quite often you you deal with adults well back in those days more so than now but you had adult learners who had never really played the game before so a lot of them came into the game late so it was easy to make uh, changes really quickly and and help people really quickly and get games really quickly so as a a young coach they were satisfying Um, but I suppose the thing that kept me going all throughout is, is that love of the game they had.
0: And just finally, before we let you go, Wes, um, what's it like coaching this incredible group of wahine at the moment in New Zealand? And, and what's so special about being part of this Black Ferns team? Well,
1: look, it's been a tough year, to be honest. Um, it started off very rough, as you know, to all, that, all the media and the review and all that. So it hasn't been easy, if I was brutally honest about it. Um, yeah. But where we're heading is probably the most excited I've been um you know, in a very long time Smithy and Ted and Chrono and, and even Bunce have come in and, and made added something. Um, everything's new, everything's exciting. No, nothing's changed for me. I still learn more from the girls than they learn from me, I think. Um, we've got a special group of people that are that are up for a massive challenge. And they're probably in the best neck I've seen the girls in years. So, you know, it's hurt them as well. Um, but to see them come back and get themselves as fit as they can and we've still got a bit of work to do but Uh, Everyone in great neck, everyone keen, everyone keen to learn. The the amount of contact I have with players is probably higher than it's ever been. So it's exciting for me. Um, And I suppose, personally, I love being the underdog. So um, I think probably at the moment, we're still the underdogs heading to the World Cup. So that's exciting as well.
0: Well, it's exciting for you. It is so exciting for us. And we're all coming along on this Black Ferns journey this year. It's so awesome that we've got women's rugby back and that we've got the World Cup in New Zealand as well. Wes, thank you so much for your time, for sharing your insights, for sharing uh, your story as well. We appreciate it so much here.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you so much. Wes Clark joining us, our Black Ferns assistant coach. Some fascinating uh, insights there.